I know what you're thinking. It has been quite some time since I've posted a new episode. Um, you know, just been a lot going on lately. And, uh, of course I know everybody can relate. It's 2020. There's a lot happening. Um, and with today being November 2nd and approximately 10 PM, uh, there's an election looming, uh, in America. And I'm sure a lot of people are, are wondering, they're anxious. There's a lot of things going on with that. Um, you know, and, and I know that everybody's got questions. Uh, we've all got the thoughts in our mind, you know, what's going to happen if so-and-so wins? Uh, what's going to happen if Biden wins? What's going to happen if Trump wins? Uh, what are people going to do? How are they going to react? Will there be unrest? Will there be peace? Will there be this, that? Um, everybody has questions. And everybody is got a lot of nervous energy. They have, um, you know, just a lot of emotions that are circling around. Some of them uh, come across as very negative, very angry, and that's from both sides. Um, and what's interesting is, no matter which side of the spectrum you find yourself on, that you know, you're pointing the finger at the other side. Oh, they're the angry ones. They're this, they're this, they're this. Uh, but there are four fingers being pointed right back at you that are saying the same thing about you. And um, the divide is interesting, honestly, um, in a lot of ways. Um, because in the midst of our differences, we're actually a lot more alike than what we realize and uh but that's a whole different you know discussion for a whole different time but you know as a christian as somebody who believes in god who follows jesus christ as lord of my life um and anybody who is like minded we shouldn't have the worry and the fear and the anxiety, concern, sure, uh, thoughtfulness about everything, sure. Um, you know, having having it in mind and, and doing your research and, and being educated, absolutely. Um, but the worry, the fear, the unrest shouldn't be. And the reason for that is that no matter what happens with America as a country that doesn't change anything about the kingdom of God. And whether whoever wins, if nobody wins, um, that doesn't change. Jesus Christ is still king. He's on his throne. And that's never going to change. And, you know, and it, sometimes I, I really feel like the evangelical church just really forgets that, you know, we there's nowhere in Scripture, we've read it front to back, there's nowhere in Scripture that says that America has to thrive for Christianity to survive. Um, there's nowhere in there that says that. Um, nations rise and they fall. Every regime has had its 
has it has its glory has its time of glory and then every regime has its its downfall and its its defeat um you can think of any of the of the you know the real uh big conquerors uh over the course of history the roman empire the greek empire uh great britain for goodness sake um you know there's there's all sorts of people in history who have taken over they've taken over power and then at some point they fall um you know and i'm not saying that you know great britain or anything has involved but they you know there used to be this conquest to want to take over the world and 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 used to be one of the dominant forces in the world and while they are still you know definitely thriving and things you know i wouldn't necessarily call them dominant uh, anymore and you know the um there's there's just few remnants of, of you know the the greek concentration of that once took over a lot of different places the roman empire that had a lot of influences uh you know there there's so many different kingdoms and you know even when napoleon uh, with France was wanting to take over the world, and you know, there's 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 lots of different regimes that come to power. They seem stopless. They seem uh, just unable to be beat, and then something comes along and and you know humbles them <laughs> in whatever way. Um, and with that being said, is you know, you just based on the course of history, America is going to have that. Um, I feel like at any given time, God has blessed a nation during their prosperous times. But, you know, um, as Job says, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Um, and so at some point, especially with the moral direction that we've taken, at some point, God's going to take some of that stuff back and, um, inevitably, I think America will fall at some point. Will it be in our lifetime? I don't know. Uh, will it be several hundred years from now? I don't know. Um, I hope it doesn't. Uh, I believe that having the freedom to do what we do, to believe what we want to believe, uh, to worship as we want to worship, that, that is a privilege that I think that gets taken for granted all far too often. Um, and so being able to do that, uh, being able to read scripture, to go to a church, to, to spread the gospel, to do those things uh, without really fear of my life, uh, we, th we only think we're persecuted. And, and sure, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of people who don't like us, a lot of people who despise us that want to just tear us down. Um, but according to Jesus, that's okay, because he said the world is going to hate you. Uh, because it hated me first. And so no matter what we do, what we say, you know, this isn't a popularity contest. Truth is truth, no matter whether somebody likes it or not. Uh, truth is truth, whether I like it or not. Um, and so, but still having that privilege that I can do that without fear of my life. I can take angry comments on social media. I can take angry rants or even a civil discussion that um, that you know that is very well thought out and try to prove a point otherwise than what I believe. You know, I can take all of that. Um, so it's still considered a privilege to be able to do what we do as believers and to have that freedom. And I don't take that for granted, and I hope that we never do. Uh, but 
what I feel like is that freedom honestly has made the evangelical church just lazy um, and has made it to where uh, there's more I, just people that there's more and more people that go to church and think that they're part of uh, the kingdom when they're really not because they're led astray. They're, they're not working in their faith. They're openly living in sin and, um, you know, and, and, and there's, there is a difference between sinning and openly living in sin. Um, you know, with the, the difference is, is that we are going to mess up. Uh, nobody's perfect. Uh, but we repent of that and we, get God to forgive us. Uh, of course, Jesus Christ paid for our sins on the cross. Uh, so really a lot of the repentance is, you know, asking God for that mercy and forgiveness that he's already given us to really acknowledge it and to understand what, what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Um, and then those sins are blotted out because of him. Um, and then we turn from those ways and go in a different direction and do it better. Uh, but openly living in sin is knowing that it's a sin, being pointed out that it's a sin, but still considering it okay and trying to make it right and trying to justify uh, why there is no repentance and hasn't changed. Um, and then the laziness comes in where, you know, just the speaking up for truth and to read your Bibles and, and, and get to know God. And, and I'm, I'm nowhere near perfect. I'm nowhere near where I need to be on that. So don't take this as, you know, you guys are a bunch of sinners and I'm, I'm Mr. Perfect. Uh, I'm right there with you. I, I have a lot to work on and I have a lot to strive for. Um, but the realization hits hard when we, when we understand that the freedom that we're taking advantage of or maybe lack uh, the taking advantage of it uh, is probably a better way to put it is that we're taking it for granted. Um, that freedom that we have to be able to do it, it has just really made us complacent. And that scares me more than anything is uh, complacency in a Christian home uh, where we're more entertained by everything else going on on social media, TV, with our family than we are getting to know God and, and, and developing that relationship with Him. And now that we have the freedom to do it and we have the ability to do it, um, and the fact that a lot of times we don't take advantage of that makes me very scared about when when the hard times do start coming as far as you know, those freedoms being taken away at some point and those sorts of things. I just wonder, you know, how many people are going to be weeded out, um, you know, in separating the wheat from the chaff and, and, uh, just, you know, really who's going to fall away and who, who's really established in their beliefs and, 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 um, in tune with the Holy Spirit and what he has for their lives. And, um, do they really know Jesus? Have they, have they really, uh, you know, place their faith in God Almighty and, and the cross and, and what uh, Jesus Christ has done for us. And and it's really going to be to a point where, you know, a lot of people are going to have to put their money where their mouth is. Um, but that freedom that we have right now gives us wiggle room to 
let sin creep in and let that complacency and the and the oh well I'll do it tomorrow so the the procrastination uh, begins to set in and we don't realize the advantage that we have in this time in our country to be able to do the things that uh, we can do to grow closer to Christ. Where if you look at some of our brothers and sisters in other countries, uh, literally reading their Bible, owning a Bible, talking about God is, is a death sentence, a beheading, uh, you know, and the zeal and the joy that they still have, even knowing that, um, and doing it with pride and confidence and, and, you know, and then you look at us who have the freedom that we can do those things literally 24 seven, if we wanted to, without any fear of repercussion. And, um, you know, I, I wonder what they, they think sometimes when knowing that, that, you know, they're risking their lives there to believe what we believe to be a part of the church and to be our brother and sister in Christ. Um, and then maybe even longing for what we have, uh, to be able to, to, to do that in freedom. Um, so I really feel like, you know, sometimes we just don't think about that. We don't realize that, or, or if we do realize it, we just don't care. I mean, you know, the, the bottom line is that, uh, you know, a lot of times the things that we do care about are going to be at the forefront of our thoughts. We're going to give uh, that respect where it's due. We're going to give that due diligence uh, for the things that we care about. Uh, but the things you don't care about, just they sit on the back burner and collect dust, uh, much like a lot of our Bibles at home. And I really feel like that, that is the reason we are where we are right now on November 2nd, where there's a lot of unrest, there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of dispute. And I'm not even really talking about, you know, believers versus non-believers. A lot of it is actually a lot of inside the church believer versus believer issues that are going on. And it's, you know, it's because that we have let all of these side uh, tracking things really you know, distract us, uh, from the truth, from the gospel, from being really singular minded in, um, what is, what is at stake and what, what should be our main priority. And that's our relationship with Christ and sharing him with others, uh, because of what he's done in our life. Um, and when we're distracted from that priority, when we're distracted, uh, from that goal, um, that's when the chaos happens. That's when the unrest happens. And, you know, as as much as my flesh wants to be in a state of just nervousness, um, anxious, and just overall worry and fear of what's what the outcome of tomorrow is going to be, um, and I'm not worried about who gets elected. Um, I'm worried about what people are going to do afterwards on both sides. Um, you know, so this is not so much about whether Trump wins or, or whether Biden wins. It's for me, it's about what are my Christian brothers and sisters going to be doing when they don't get their way? Or um, if they do get their way, how are they going to treat other people? How are we as a church going to treat non-believers during this time? How are we going to treat each other 
during this time. And all of these things, you know, circle my mind. Um, but one of the things that's been really comforting is, is knowing that regardless of what happens tomorrow, that Jesus Christ is king and his kingdom is going to reign no matter what earthly uh, kingdom or country uh, is at prominence on, on earth. It doesn't matter. We're going to rise. We're going to fall. Uh, but uh, the kingdom of God lasts forever. And so one of the things that it really, you know, points out at me is in the New Testament. Um, and there's several places where this is mentioned, or at least that concept is is um, talked about. But one of the things that I was really drawn to tonight was Philippians 1, uh, 27. And it says, and this is Paul speaking, so this is a, or writing rather, Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then, whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Um, man, it just really hits hard uh, when you when you read that and live as citizens of heaven to work together. Uh, for with one spirit, one purpose, fighting together for the faith, uh, which is the gospel, the good news. Um, the amount of good, the amount of righteousness, the amount of togetherness that we could have if we all as Christians were focused on that one goal and work together. Uh, what I really feel like the biggest divide in the church right now is that we have political beliefs that are being just kind of latched on to the church beliefs and, and sometimes kind of overtaking almost like, you know, um, you know, I work in the, the lawn care industry as a sales rep and, you know, it's kind of thinking about a very beautiful lawn, uh, that when you start, you know, leaving it untreated, um, all these other things start popping up, you know, the, the, the weeds, the diseases, uh, the, the, the damaging insects, you know, those things start creeping into the lawn. And then all of a sudden this beautiful lawn that you've had now has become just one of the biggest eyesores on your street. And why is it? It's because it wasn't taken care of properly that, that the, the the goal and the the togetherness uh, you know uh, of the treatments and and doing your due diligence with the watering and things like that um, and combating those things to stay away f from your lawn and when you stop doing that and when you stop making that a priority all of these other things just come in and sometimes we treat our faith like that where you know, we, you know, we had this beautiful church and it was like, because it's beautiful, we don't feel like we have to work at it. We don't feel like we have to come together on it. And so when we stop treating and we stop doing the things that, that we need to, to keep that, uh, that beautiful faith going, we start letting these other things creep in. And, and, and then we wonder, you know, what's going on? How did, how did this happen? Uh, we get, you know, calls all the time. Um, you know, hey, how did this happen? And then, you know, come to find out uh, somebody was somebody was watering uh, more than they should at, at night, which, you know, we, uh, 
which encouraged disease and then uh or skipped a treatment and then wondered why certain things happened and 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 I we do that with our faith you know we these things start popping up we think it's out of nowhere and we think it's you know it's somebody else's fault but in reality it's because we stopped working towards the treatment we stopped working towards the things that was making uh that that faith beautiful and thriving and 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 growing um in a healthy way and um and to me that's what some of those things that start creeping up is it's kind of the politics getting mixed up and i'm not trying to say that that we should never have political beliefs or that that shouldn't be important but it shouldn't be our god it shouldn't be i'm a republican or i'm a, a democratic christian it should be like i'm a christian but i kind of lean this way and what i feel like is that we have idolized our political ideologies before our spiritual beliefs and these things are starting to creep in our 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 attention and our priorities are starting to get mixed up and they're starting to sway one way or another based on what we believe politically or what we feel like should be right or or what we logically think is right you know sometimes even even what we just wholeheartedly believe is right sometimes we're absolutely wrong about it uh you know i know that there's times in in my life especially when i'm arguing with my brother and both of us will do this we will argue to the the death nearly and saying that our side is right but obviously at the end at the end of the day that one of us is wrong uh or both of us is wrong <laughs> it's very possible that there's my truth his truth and somewhere in between it is the actual truth um but at the end of the day you know when you've when you've got that going on, you know, somebody has to be wrong. Um, and so it's just a matter of who it is. So, you know, sometimes I think we defend things and not really take a step back and, and, and really think about that and look at it from a, a spiritual lens and say, okay, what, what does God think about this? What, what, what would Jesus want me to do about this? Uh, what is more Christ-like? What's going to lead people to the gospel? What's going to further advance the gospel into places that have been unreached so far? And these are things that if we were had a kingdom-minded to be citizens of heaven rather than citizens of this world, citizens of America, if our citizenship and our loyalties lie with Christ first, these other things that that happened and the other things that creep into our spiritual life and distract us from the main cause that we are called to be uh, diligent in, those things wouldn't happen. Uh, we wouldn't be so mixed up. We wouldn't be arguing. We wouldn't be, uh, you know, going at each other uh, between churches, between church members, between denominations, between, you know, this, that, or the other. I, I think one of the the biggest reasons why sometimes the growth in in our numbers as far as who believes and how how we're advancing the gospel in America a lot of times it's stunted because unbelievers look at us and be like why would i want to be a part of that uh when they can't even get along with themselves they're they're not full of joy they're not uh these loving and kind uh people uh that they they claim to be and side note, um, when I say loving and kindly, I'm not meaning just always passive, 
uh, you know, and, and letting people live in sin, I realize that sometimes loving somebody is pointing out sin and loving them, bringing, you know, lovingly bringing them back away from that and into repentance and, and leading them in a godly way. And sometimes, you know, showing love to somebody really is hard uh, because there's some sometimes, you know, there's some things that some hard things that we've got to do to show people love in the sense of, you know, when it comes to discipline, when it comes to uh, admonition and and helping out another believer who's who's gone astray or even ourselves. You know, some people have got to show some tough love to us uh, when we're messing up. And, and so, yeah, I understand it's not always this sunshine and rainbows and daisies type of deal. Um, but the overall sense is that a lot of times people just don't feel like they're loved by us. Uh, regardless of who they are or what they believe. And, but that is exactly what, what Christ has called us to do, is to love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, you know, the greatest commandment that he says is to love God with everything you have and then to love your neighbor as yourself. And then they asked, who is your neighbor? And he's like, basically everybody around you. He didn't say your Christian neighbor. He didn't say your next door neighbor. He didn't say your your white neighbor or your black neighbor or your or your Hispanic neighbor. He said your neighbor, uh, which means that that everyone who is a breathing, living human being is to be loved, uh, regardless of what uh, they believe, regardless of where they come from, regardless of what race or ethnicity they are, uh, whether they're uh, impoverished, whether they're rich, whatever the case may be, they're to be loved. And I think a lot of times we miss that because we have a different loyalty or citizenship than being citizens of heaven and conducting ourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ, standing together, one spirit, one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. And when we deviate away from that, uh, we we really put a bad bad name um, on 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 the name of of the Holy One, Jesus Christ, the one who we're supposed to be to be an example of and to 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 live out our lives so that others may know Him. And know of his love. And um, of course, obviously, God can carry out his purpose with or without us, but he chose to use us. Uh, we are his his vessel that he chooses to use to to advance the kingdom, to to spread the gospel. Um, and we have that privilege. And and that's what it, exactly what it is. Um, it is a privilege, and I, I think that because a lot of times we don't view it as a a wonderful privilege. Uh, that we take it for granted and we and we you know just get distracted and and uh and, and not really um you know wholeheartedly dive into to what we're supposed to be doing as as godly individuals and you know there's just so much that we can unpack here uh another another part of scripture that comes to mind is I do believe it is Peter um, and right now my mind is is very cluttered as far as remembering exactly. Uh, but Peter did say that, uh, you know, that basically we're, we're aliens. You know, we're aliens here on earth and that we're just longing for the day that, that we go back home uh, to heaven, uh, to where we truly belong. And, you know, when you really think about that, um, 
it puts things into perspective that I don't really belong here. Because I am a believer in Christ, my citizenship now is not here in 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 College Station, Texas. It is in heaven, and that right now I am an, I am a visiting foreigner. I am I am an alien to this land uh, as an ambassador for Christ, here to do a work, and then one day God will call me home. Um, what day that is, I have no clue. But until that day, you know, I'm supposed to do the work He has called upon my life to do. Um, and admittedly, I, I haven't done that, um, you know, really to the best of my ability or, or you know, wholeheartedly. Um, I've had seasons in my life where, you know, I've really felt strong and, and, and put my best foot forward with that. And then there's been season in my life where I put it on the back burner and did other things. Um, and I've repented of that. I've turned from that and I'm really trying to, to, you know, trying to find my way again. Um, I was in vocational ministry and, uh, for lots of different reasons, but for the main reason, just, you know, letting sin creep into my life to where, um, you know, I found myself in a situation that, you know, that, that was no longer going to be an option, um, at least for the time being. And, you know, having to go through a lot of discipline and, and, and then, and then basically, you know, going so long outside of the church and, and having that rebellious period. Um, and then, you know, coming back, I, you know, I'm just now getting my footing back together. Uh, there's a, there's a lot to unpack there that we won't in this episode, but maybe one day, um, I'll be comfortable enough to, to tell that story, but you know, I don't have it all together. I don't, I don't, I don't do things the way that I need to. And when I talk about things, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to preach at you. I'm really honestly talking and saying it out loud so that I can process it so that I can do the right thing so that I can do things different and hoping along the way that you listening uh, can inspire you as well. That in 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 the, in the depths of the the pits of, of the of the spiritual prison that I'm in, because I put myself there because of my sin in my life. That as I'm working those thoughts out with Christ, and as I'm I'm trying to uh, to you know build my relationship with with God and 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 be brought out of that. That I'm hoping that I just you know bring you along with me. And then if you are, you know, in a position. Um, that, you know, that you are thriving and that you have a strong faith that, you know, I hope that you do reach out to me because, you know, I'm always, I'm always a, the type of person who's all ears and able to listen. And, um, I'm, I don't ever want to get to a point where I think that I've, I've learned enough that I can't listen, that I can't learn. Um, and so, you know, we're in this together. Um, you know, and so, like I said, I know what my call is and it anything that we do um is to you know like I say love God love others spread the gospel um no matter what our job is vocationally no matter where we live um that is a number one uh thing is to spread the gospel no matter how we do that uh but we all do have different gifts we all have different things that we're called to do and I I know and I've known for a very long time that I do have the gift of teaching. I do have the gift of discernment with scripture and um, being able to relate that to to others and the things that are going on. I, I know that that's there. 
Um, and, and I used to think that that was, you know, why I wanted to do vocational ministry. Um, but you know, I, I wanted to, I, I kind of had to take a step back and, and figure out that, you know, God has different platforms for me to be able to do that. And this is one of them. Um, and, you know, and then I like to write and I like to do other things. And these are just examples in my life, you know, just finding different aspects of your life, uh, that you can, that you can spread the gospel, that you can preach the good news, um, and that we can all work together in the faith, that we all have different abilities, different gifts, that when we're working together, we're thriving, man, we're one body. And when that happens to the fullest extent, man, great things happen. And no matter who wins tomorrow, of course, some of you probably will be listening to this after the election is, has already been, um, done and and counted the votes have been counted and and a winner declared hopefully at some point this month uh by the way they're talking but you know we're worried as as a people there's a lot of worry there's a lot of doubt there's a lot of unrest but i want to encourage us to continue uh being at peace with everything um pastor sunday that's what he talked about is just uh, you know, the peace, uh, that we should have in Christ, uh, um, you know, and as the new Testament says, the peace that surpasses all understanding, uh, when we have that in Christ, none of the things that happen, um, in this world are going to deter us from that. Even if everything goes wrong and our circumstances are not great, we can still have peace in Christ because we know that we're not citizens of this world. We are citizens of heaven and that every day that we live is a day closer that we get to be with, with Jesus Christ, our, our God in heaven um, and, and worship him forever and for eternity. And, and that alone, that fact alone should be the thing that, that motivates us in the morning to, to get up, to, to have a, uh, to put our best foot forward, to strive uh, to be the best version of of ourselves spiritually uh, that we can be, so that we can we can uh, lead other people to Jesus Christ. And in doing so, you know, I I just my prayer is that we all are working together. That no matter what happens tomorrow, whether Trump wins, whether Biden wins, uh, that we are unified. Um, instead of divided even further, you know, mainstream media, uh, social media, everybody wants to tell us that, you know, if this person wins or if that person wins and this, this, and this is going to happen, but man, wouldn't it be a cool thing that regardless of the outcome that we just came together and we proved that, and we can prove that we can work together, that we can do great things that we really are, um, you know, citizens of heaven that are, are loving and living out uh, our faith and, and, and fighting together with one purpose. And uh, we can accomplish very great things when we do that. And so that's just my, you know, that's my prayer. Uh, and, and, and just really the, the deepest desire of my heart right now is, is that we really take the time to build our relationship with Christ so that way we can, in the midst of all of this chaos that's going on, that we can be devoted uh, to our faith and, and devoted to to loving everyone and, and to showing that love uh, to others that Christ has, has shown to us first. 
Um, I think that sometimes we forget that, you know, once we're saved and we go on about our business, that we forget that we were once an unbeliever that that was loved by Jesus Christ, you know, and he was just waiting on us to um, to to put our faith in him. And of course, you know, I know that there's certain sects uh, of uh, Christianity that will, you know, have certain views that about predestination and things like that. Um, but even in reality, before that faith is realized, even if you do believe that, even before that faith is realized, you know, we were still unbelievers loved by Christ in, until that light was, was turned on inside of us. Uh, so no matter, you know, what you believe in that perspect, we are still, we're in the same position. So we should be mindful of that when we're, when we're speaking with unbelievers or, uh, and, and understanding that, that we were once in, in that place. And to show a lot of love, compassion, and humility um, when when we're interacting, and even amongst ourselves, you know, remembering that we all have struggles, that we all have things that we're going through, uh, we all are in this together. And the more unified that we are as a church, I feel like the more uh, unified we'll be as a country. But it has to happen in the church first. It has to happen there so that hearts are changed. Because only when hearts are changed do do these good things happen do these changes happen um only when we're working together as a church does the 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 racial injustice um begin to cease and uh, only when we're together as a church uh do we come together and we show love and compassion for uh for women with unwanted pregnancies um you know i'm obviously i'm i'm a pro-lifer but one thing that's really hit me uh, lately, and it's something that I've really believed for a long time, but something that's hit me lately because it's really starting to be a little bit more pointed out is that you, it's very hypocritical to be someone who is, who is pro-life and then basically not care after that baby is born and, and, and not really fight for, um, these, these women and, and, and the potential fathers that are, that are in a crisis, that they're in, in trouble, regardless of what got them there, whether it was their own choices or, or, uh, assault or whatever, whatever it might've been, uh, that has them in that circumstance, it doesn't matter, uh, that they're still to be cared for, to, to helped out, to, to be loved on. And, and then when that child is born, to take care of it. I mean, that's, that's what we call to do to, um, to, to help others in need. And, 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 you know, God says, you know, when, when someone, you know, needs a shirt, you know, give them your shirt and your cloak too. Uh, when they need a drink, you know, give them more than what they asked for, uh, to give. And it's better to give than to receive. Um, and so to, to show that love and compassion uh, to those in, in that crisis and, um, you know, and then there's, you know, there's so many other things that I could list about where we really need to step it up uh, to help as a church and to come together as a church. Uh, but a lot of the problems and the issues that, you know, that are in the political realm that we're arguing over can be solved if the church unifies together as citizens of heaven instead of citizens of this world. And we will be a much better place for it. Uh, we'll be a much better people for it. Um but just know that no matter what happens, uh, no matter what has happened by the time you're listening to this, that God is in control. He loves you. 
Um, he's there for you, and his kingdom will reign forever and ever uh, beyond what's going to happen here in America. Uh, thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or anything like that, you can email me at chaoticdevotionpodcast at gmail.com. Also have an Instagram page. You can follow me at uh, Chaotic Devotion Podcast on Instagram. Um, there might be some other social media pages later on, but I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your feedback. Love to hear questions. Love to even hear topics that you might want to hear about, um, things that we can discuss. I'd also like to, you know, at some point have some other guests and things, and so I'm in the work of uh, doing that, and it'd be super cool to have somebody that I have no idea who you are and we're complete strangers in, and be able to just kind of talk about uh, something in, uh, from scripture and, and, and have a different perspective. Um, but yeah, man, I love you. And, um, hope that, uh, you tune in next time and, uh, just God bless you. Hope everything goes well for you and I'm praying for you.